your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! Alright, we are back to have our topical discussion this week, which is sponsored by Retro Days. You heard about it last week here when Tony was on with us, but uh, it's a great retro community over there, retro-days, D-A-Z-E.org. And I uh, wanted you to go and subscribe to their YouTube channel mainly, which has that new RD's Detention Series with our friend Adam. The latest episode is on the Dark Crystal. I have not watched it yet, but I did watch the uh, Power Rangers one that they released recently. That was great. And uh, this series has just been fun from the yes, get-go. So we're going to put a link to the Retro Days YouTube channel in the show notes so you can go follow them over there. But uh, yeah, like we said, our topical discussion this week, uh, we're going back to school, man. It's it's that time. My kids already been to school for a month now. Hard to believe. But um, I remember back in the day, we didn't start till after Labor Day. Right. Before. And that, that's, that's part of what spurred me to want to talk about this because we talked about it you and i a couple weeks ago that your kids were already back but were we homeschool our kids are not starting back until well actually they'll start the day this drops uh, on tuesday mm-hmm. but it i remembered then too that we didn't start until after labor day and now it's crept up earlier and earlier and earlier and when we were starting after labor day that was still back in the times when we missed a fair amount of school because of snow and we still didn't start early yeah. in the summer i don't know what's going on these days with starting so early well, they put these, like, uh, they get a week-long spring break. They get a week at Thanksgiving, uh, two weeks around Christmas. Well, actually, I think it's more like three weeks because they'll get, like, the whatever, wherever Christmas falls, they'll get that whole week and then leading up to there and not go back until after the new year. And I don't remember getting those long breaks as a kid. I remember getting a long Christmas break because... Christmas mainly, yeah. You know, we would go back the first business day after the new year, whether that would be, you know, if it fell on a weekend or something, you'd have another day or two. But we'd be off for that whole week between Christmas and New Year's and roughly a week leading up to Christmas, we'd be off. So it was a little over two weeks. But Thanksgiving, I only ever remember being off Thursday and Friday. And nowadays around here, they have the Wednesday off as well. Oh, yeah. Ours get off. They have the whole week. Yeah, I don't. I remember sometimes we'd get out maybe early on Wednesday, but yeah, we had to go Thanksgiving week. And yeah, if you got the snow days, like you said, you were going till like mid June. <laughs> of course, we touched on it, you and I too. We well, we missed a lot of days. We would do Saturday school here in this area, which was just the worst, just the yeah. worst. But you had to miss a certain number of days, and then as you come out of the snow season, they'd schedule some Saturday days oh my goodness going to school six days a week and saturday and 80s cartoons being on saturday mornings and you're having to miss that That that's just that was child abuse that was borderline child (laughs) abuse It was man i had never heard of such a thing and we've got as many snow days as anybody in central va so wow i just can't believe that i would rather extend it into june than than to be going on saturdays Right, right well what year did you start school I mean, kindergarten. What when? Would have been uh, eighty one. No, I 81. started. 
84. So you and I both were in those glory days of you're in school during the great 80s. So you had plenty of cool stuff to talk to your friends about every day at mm-hmm. recess and lunch and what have you. So, yeah, yeah. One, we I went to I don't know what your experience was like, but I went to a small private school for the majority of the time. I went to public school in kindergarten and then the church that we were attending built a school next door. And I went to that until I graduated. And there were several of us in our graduating class, which was all of 10 people that I, that I had known since first grade, like uh, three or four people. So that was a unique experience that, you know, you think about public schools and if you're one of those big ones that graduated with 300 people, like my wife did, you're not going to see those same people, even though you're in the same grade, you know, throughout the years, you're not going to see them every year. So having those guys like a close knit group was a, was a fun experience throughout my years. Well, see, this is already turning into a good conversation because I didn't know you went to private school. So our experiences probably differ much more than I thought they would have. Mm-hmm. Of course, I went to public school, but living in a rural area like we do, it was not a large graduating class. I think I graduated 96. Our graduating class then, I think, was 117, somewhere around there anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was not a huge class by any stretch of the imagination. Our whole high school had around 500 students, and that was for freshman through senior year. But now growing up and going to elementary school, you either A, looked forward to getting to high school, or B, dreaded getting to high school. For most of my elementary school life, you started high school in the eighth grade. But not long before we were to leave elementary school, our county implemented middle school. Mm-hmm. So we finished our seventh grade year in elementary school, which is what it had always traditionally been. And then the middle school, the actual building I went to elementary school in became the middle school, which would house sixth, seventh and eighth grades. So we had to stay at that school another, an extra year to do eighth grade. But we were the first middle school class. So we were the guinea pigs for all these new programs mm-hmm. they wanted to institute computer class and, and different things. So that was a pretty fun experience. But I loved elementary school. Just loved elementary. I mean, thinking back, I probably didn't then, but looking back on it now, I loved elementary school and everything that went with it. Just the different, the dances you would have. Of course, I'm saying this, somebody went to private school. I'm not sure what you all had. <laughs> but. Yeah, we had uh, banquets. It wasn't like prom. It was banquets. Mainly. Well, we had a seventh grade banquet when we finished elementary school, and then we ended up having an eighth grade banquet as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So you got it back to back. Your mom didn't have to buy a new uh, suit for you. Well, that was probably the best part of the whole experience was we were the top dog class two years in a row. Yeah, you're the senior most people in that building for two years running. That was a pretty good experience. Cool. Yeah, even though I went to private school, I still got a good part of the public school experience because the school I went to was nine miles away, and I was a bus rider. And what they did was I would bus to my local public school, get on the bus with the seniors, juniors and seniors going to the tech school that was down near where we were. And that was my bus trip every morning. So I went to the close by public school to go to my private school on the way to tech school. 
with the seniors. So we got just razzed by the seniors every year on the bus. Uh, many, uh, I could tell you many stories about just riding on that bus, but you got your whole experience there of just life in general, I guess you'll say as a <laughs> third or fourth grader riding with, you know, juniors and seniors every day. Um, so I got, uh, I got a bit of that, but yeah, it was, it was still, I enjoyed those years and I'd never, I would probably wouldn't put my kids on the bus now. I'd, I'd take them, but, uh, Oh man, it was, come on now. It the was, bus it ride was, was as much of an experience as school itself was. <laughs> it was, we had, we had the coolest bus driver in the world too, because the last day of the year, the last day of school, he would let us, or, and I think he even helped uh, to bring like squirt guns and stuff, but we would have like a water battle on the bus. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we'd bring like all of our little squirt guns and everything we could find. And he had like buckets of water. I remember like walking in, there's like a bucket of water up front. So we could just go to town on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a unique experience. Uh, our bus driver let us smoke on the bus. Yeah, he he no. let them. Uh, well, I would I wouldn't doubt it, but uh, the juniors and seniors they would bring like their boom boxes along the ride, and so while I'm getting hit in the head with their clash rings, I'm I'm listening to like Quiet Riot and everything oh. else. <laughs> I'm getting my whole like hard rock education. So our bus driver allowed a lot. I I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't put it past. Uh, him that he wouldn't care if they smoked out the back, you know. Well, know. in my high school days, uh, when you headed to the cafeteria, just before you entered it was the janitor's office. And the janitor, Clyde, was a smoker. Eh, you know, you couldn't smoke in school, but if you snuck in there and wanted to smoke one with him, eh, if you'd let him bum one, he'd sweep it under the rug for you. <laughs> so you could duck into his office and sit in there on the couch with him and smoke a cigarette before you eat lunch. <laughs> yeah, man. I love the rec room. The rec room was like you go in, you could sneak in there and, and get away with a lot of stuff. We went in there. Our rec room had uh we had helium, like a tank of helium on, oh, on that's hand. So, cool. so we'd go in there and take a hit of helium every once in a while and get a good laugh out of that. And then there was one kid who would, we'd be in class or something and kind of go to the restroom. Well, he'd go to the restroom, walk down to the restroom, take a hit of helium and try to walk all the way back to class <laughs> and then let out a, you know, hi, how are you guys doing? You know, whatever, to get the whole class rolling. Yeah and, and the finally, room, yeah. yeah. and finally the teacher, I think caught on that it wasn't just his normal voice that <laughs> what he was doing, but Oh yeah. We used to do that all the time. Take hits off the helium tank. <laughs> <laughs> well that's pretty fun we didn't have a rec room man i guess we're maybe that was more of a private school thing because you didn't have as many people who would be using the room but uh our rec room would either be the cafeteria or the library but it's still not like a rec room we would have juice i remember when they put juice machines in it's like pop machines but selling cans of fruit juice and my aunt used to work well actually she still works for the vending company who supplied all that and you'd catch her in there stocking it and she'd let you have a chocolate soldier or something for free every now and then that was always a big deal yeah it was i mean i would i call it a rec room but it was uh 
more storage than anything. I mean, I remember going down there one time and we were messing around with a, a medicine ball after, I think it was after hours. I can't remember what we were doing. But uh, we got in there, and so we're just throwing around this medicine ball to each other, trying to catch the thing. And a friend of mine moves, and the rec room had like a, a ton of pipes just going to everywhere in there. <laughs> and he hit a pipe with the medicine ball, and the water just starts shooting up like a fountain. Because <laughs> the, the medicine ball had stuck right between the pipe where it like took out a section, and the water was just shooting off of it and then straight up in the air. And we're, we're like running out to the secretary out front. Shut out the water. We got to shut out the water. <laughs> and we, yeah, we spent a good, I don't know, probably two hours mopping <laughs> after wow. school that day. Just because we were fooling around in there. Well, how were being in public or in private school, how was the school lunches there? Eh, no, it was probably as, as the same as uh, <laughs> public school. You know, the, the rubberized frozen pizza that you get on Fridays and we did have a fun system. Like, I don't know if you had this or not, but so you when your parents pay for your lunch, you'd get a token for a lunch and a token for your drink, your milk or juice or whatever. And we use these like little clear blue and red plastic tokens. And our teacher would keep them in like a, an old film case like the black case with the gray lid, yeah, little round film case. And then he would chuck them to us like before class. And then we had to like toss in our lunch and juice token before we got uh, our stuff. So that was like a fun system. And, you know, we, we were cool if we could like, you know, catch the film case with like one hand behind our head wow. or something. And it became like a competition and whoever was chucking them at you too, you know, you'd, you'd take turns going around for people throwing them at you. But, uh, so that was like our system going in there, but lunches were, I don't remember anything special about our lunches. Oh man. I hate to hear that because our lunches were homemade at school and that rubbery pizza you're talking about on Fridays, theirs was homemade pizza, oh, but they man. would do it on a sheet pan, you know, and slice it in these big rectangle slices for everybody. Huh. But yeah, we, well, not everything was homemade. Like if you had chicken nuggets day, those were frozen chicken nuggets. But you had fresh homemade rolls every day. They'd make real mashed potatoes oh, to go with those chicken nuggets. And they'd, you know, cook canned corn to go with those chicken nuggets. And we'd have the, the cookies every day that you could buy. And we had a, for a rural area, maybe that's why ours was home cooked for one thing. It was a smaller okay. class. But, oh, the food was good. And when we got to high school, you had multiple lunch lines so you had the line where they'd be serving the meal let's just say chicken nuggets corn mashed potatoes in a roll and then over here you had what they called the deli line which was always french fries and some sandwich hot ham and cheese or grilled chicken sandwich or mm -hmm. hamburger and they had the little stuff there you could add yourself as you went through the line lettuce tomato whatever you wanted and we had the pizza line which had the little round individual pizzas that you see at different places now, mm -hmm. those were of course, microwave pizzas or whatever, but they'd bake them. And then they had, and they didn't have this all the time. They had the leftover line, which was, <laughs> which was, <laughs> which was Hodgepodge. anything. Yeah. yeah. It was what was left over from the day before. So if you had a hamburger in the deli line yesterday and you don't like what they're having today, but they have some hamburgers heated up and left over, you could go through there and get that. 
because it was a good system. And then we had the cookies. You could go buy three hot, soft, gooey chocolate chip cookies for whatever, 50 cents. We had the uh, the ice cream box. It had all the novelty ice creams in it you could buy. We had, for a while, a salad bar. They called it a salad bar. It wasn't what you're thinking, where you go make your own salad. They had these prepackaged salads set out. Some would be lettuce, tomatoes, carrots. Some would be, you know, have onions in it or whatever. So we had a lot of choices, and all the food was always good, especially those schoolhouse rolls. Man, those things were just mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, so man, our, yeah. our food experience was really good. The, the problem was when you entered the cafeteria, all those lines were contained in two separate lines. So, and they had the menus written up on a dry erase board at the front and you're entering from the back of the room. So you're trying <laughs> you to go know which line to get full, into. Yeah. You're trying to go full speed to get in line. At the same time, you're trying to read both menus and decide which line. If you've ever, and you're growing up in Pennsylvania, you probably know what I'm talking about. You've been across the Tappan Zee bridge. I'm sure. Haven't you going towards New York city? No. Well, not been. what have you ever been to New York city? No, I've never been to New York City. Really? Okay, well, then you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, there is this place as you're entering New York on the highway where the highway is like eight lanes in each direction. And you're coming up on these toll booths, and all of a sudden, the painted lines on the road just stop. And it's one lane that's eight lanes wide, and people are zigging and zagging trying to dart to the right shortest line that's what this felt like you're running you're you're like it's like every day's a tryout for running back for the football team because you're pulling <laughs> over people and bouncing off and doing spin moves trying to get in line oh, it Lord. was it was tough every day to figure out which line you needed to be in and get there that was hard yeah we had one line and you got those little plastic trays and slop on there, whatever you wanted to. I, I remember maybe doing like a, a couple lunches a week. They would pay for a couple lunches and I mainly brown bag or a metal lunchbox the rest of the, the days of the week. Well, and, in the elementary school, yeah, you, you wanted the cool thing to do to bring your lunch in elementary school, because when you got to show off, like you said, that cool metal lunchbox, which I personally, I had a, a He-Man lunchbox for a while. I had a GI Joe lunchbox for a while, and I'm sure I had others that I don't remember. But yeah, you wanted to take your lunch in elementary school right. in that area. Yeah, I remember when we got finally got like a Coke machine in the lunchroom. That was a big deal. And then every Friday we had school store, which was just a slew of candy. <laughs> you know, nerds and cowtails, and we would make a beeline for the school store. And sometimes that was our lunch too, you know, if depending on what was going on that day. But I remember buying like trading cards there too. Like, uh, I've got some cards still that were a set of like football cards that came with like two candy canes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of them. I'll have to go out and look, but they sold other little novelty stuff there too, like trading cards and stuff with the candy. So well. that was always fun on Fridays. You, you brought up a uh, school store. Before I tell you about my school store, you got to get the recorder ready for this one. But uh, speaking of Fridays, when we was in elementary school, I, this was kindergarten, first grade, maybe only in the second grade. Our principal was a big Washington Redskins fan. Uh-huh. And during football season, he would come around to the younger classes, like kindergarten, first grade, walk up and down the aisles of the desk and give every student a Topps football card of a Washington Redskins player. 
And he'd done that for years. Every Friday that the Washington Redskins played a football game on Sunday, you got, I wish I still had all those because at this point, hell, I'd probably have 30 or 40 of them, <laughs> which was just a cool little thing to do as a principal. Yeah. But uh, get ready for my school store story. So in high school, I'm president of DECA, Distributive Education Clubs of America. It's tied in with the marketing class. And one of the projects that the class had to do every year was we ran the school store. Now, this was a traditional school supply store. It didn't have, well, it wasn't supposed to have candy and this, this and that and the other thing for sale. And as president, I had to run the school store. And it was pretty much this glorified broom closet that had one of those Dutch doors where the top would open and the bottom would stay closed if you wanted it to. Right. And so I had all the school supplies on shelves back behind me and the price cards were made up on index cards folded over into a TP triangle with the price written on it. Well, I ran this thing for a couple of years and it was the hangout before school every morning. It was only open before school from like eight to eight thirty. So on the backs of all those price cards, I had other prices written and I would turn them around at my leisure and make a personal profit off this deal. <laughs> <laughs> If a lead pencil was 50 cents, the backside said 75. And every now and then I turn it around and charge you 75 cents for a lead pencil. And <laughs> I had that made for everything, but it eventually, oh my goodness. And this is just so coincidental because you and I were talking earlier this week about wagering on football. Uh, not that you wager on football for people listening. We was talking about my experience wagering on football. <laughs> Well, I used to run the numbers out of the school store there when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bookie shop. I would take bets there, run, oh NCAA, run NCAA tournament pools out of there, run punch boards and pull cards and tip boards. <laughs> Every, so there was always a crowd around the school supply store. Uh, and uh, Miss Hill. Money. Paula Hill, the marketing teacher, bless her heart. But it always puzzled her a little bit. She's like, well, the sales are always normal as they've been through the years, but you always have a much bigger crowd there that maybe they're just browsing. I'm like, yep. And I would, <laughs> I used to sell <laughs> baseball cards and stuff out of there too, not unopened packs, but I'd run like a, a card trading and comic book trading little business out of there and stuff too. No, oh, but it, it was fun. Confessions of a teenage bookie <laughs> running bets out of the school supply store. Wow. I had a little black book and everything. I had to keep it all down in. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they would have probably kicked us out if they had found out about that. But Yeah, um, probably to kick me out too. <laughs> probably you too, yeah. Yeah, we never did anything like that. I mean, I remember having like uh, – substitute teachers come in to homeroom and we all played basketball. So we would get a basketball out from the, the corner and like throw it back and forth while she was looking at the blackboard or something during class, you know, stupid stuff like that. But <laughs> well, we're not taking bets, man. <laughs> well, I've done a lot of stuff in my youth that I'm not proud of, but that's one of the things I am proud of. So, uh, <laughs> Now, now that we're entering fall, I got to ask you, did your private school have any kind of fall festival? We had, no, I don't think we had anything in the fall. We had a field day each year, like, you know, track and field, but with, you know, like the sack race and egg toss and all that stuff. We didn't really have a, 
I don't think that was in the fall, though. I think that was in the spring. Well, I called it a fall festival. And Tiny, who I know is going to be listening to this, he's going to sit and get this warm, fuzzy feeling inside for me talking about this. <laughs> in October every year, we used to have the what we called the Harvest Festival. Schools in the area now call them their fall festival or whatever. But on Saturday night, generally, or Friday night, I think it was Saturday nights we always had it, about mid-October, third week October, the gym would be transformed into this mini carnival where you'd buy tickets and you'd Mm -hmm. play games to win cheap prizes. And through the gym was the cafeteria where the adults, the parents would all be playing bingo for sponsored prizes. You know, all these businesses would give prizes and they'd sell bingo cards and tickets and they'd have a concession stand with hot dogs. Up on the stage inside the gym was the haunted house that seventh grade or the most senior class was always responsible for putting on the haunted house. People would pay tickets and go through. And down the hallway was what was called the bat cave, which is fitting for this show. (laughs) And some people called it the disco, but it was just a dark room with strobe lights and black lights. And we had a DJ and you'd go in there and dance. So that whole experience that one night a year, this whole thing was two to three hours it was like the most looked forward to event of the school year, other than Christmas break and the last day of school. You looked forward to the Harvest Festival. You penciled it on your calendar when you started school in the fall and you mm-hmm. knew when it was going to be. That was the big event every year. And it was so much fun because everybody in school would be there and all the parents would be there who brought the kids. So it turned out, because like I said, we lived in small towns. It turned out to be like this one big community event every year. And it was just a lot of fun. Cool. And that's probably one of the things I miss the most about elementary school is the yearly uh, harvest festival. And so when my kids were in elementary school, they'd come home talking about, oh, the monster mash is in two weeks. Can we go to the monster mash? I'm like, what's the monster mash? Oh, (laughs) we're going to be playing games in the gym and you dress up and it's a dance. I'm like, wait, really? Really? Are you serious? Yes, you can go and I'm taking you. (laughs) So I go. I'll be a chaperone. (laughs) Well, all it is is a drop off because they weren't having bingo for adults or anything i was used mm-hmm. to I'm like, man this is a ripoff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did uh, a back to school bash at uh the elementary school for our boys here and that was that was fun that we yeah we just never had that little like pop-up carnival experience up there in pa all we did was everything was around a banquet so <laughs> it was just you sit down you eat yeah. and you give away your whatever sports trophies and prizes for the year. I can understand you all in in Pennsylvania not having that stuff because your time was taken up, especially that time of year with planning your uh your big corn and night and, yep. and forking fiascos and stuff you had to Open work on. Windows. You didn't have time for other stuff. Did not have time. Yeah. We were <laughs> we were uh, stockpiling all of our <laughs> all of our stuff to to go out and mess with people. We did some, yes, we went to uh, like a Christian school, but people just made the generalization that everybody's just, ooh, you know, we never do anything wrong or nothing ever happens at the school. But what would happen was we would get all of the people to get kicked out of public school. Their parents would be like, oh, here's a quick way to get this kid back on the right track. We're going to put him in Christian school for a year. So those, <laughs> those kids always like influenced us the most of, uh, what we could get away with, you know, at school. And 
hey, look, there's uh, Johnny back in the corner there uh, practicing rolling his joints, you know, and uh, <laughs> just just off the wall stuff that you would think, all right, they're at a private school, nothing like this happens, but yeah, we had the pranksters there too. Uh, I wasn't too much of a prankster, but yeah, we had. Here's one I'll, I'll tell you. This is just kind of our when somebody was in trouble. This is this is usually around what happened. Uh, this level of prank. Um, so in eighth grade, our school expanded and they built on another addition to the school and they built a gym finally. And all of the high school moved over across the way to the church and we had all of our classes in their Sunday school classes in there, right? So at lunchtime, we would still go back over to the cafeteria to get our lunch, eat lunch, and come back to the the classes over there. And there was always two or three guys that always hung out together that would the, the the chalkboard or the blackboard was in the front, the very front of the classroom, and the door to get into the classroom was in the back. So they could sneak out all the time easily. And if the teacher wasn't paying attention very well, it would be a while before the oh, uh, Russ, Josh, and Bob have left, and they're somewhere in the church, usually up in the like baptistry or somewhere, <laughs> hiding or hanging out, whatever. Well, uh, back and forth on on that year. We would, uh, well, we loved popping the milk cartons. I don't know if you did that in like the lunchroom. And it sounded like a shotgun going off, you know, when you popped a milk carton. And the teachers get all pissed and you're, you know, giggling about it. Who who popped that milk, you know? Well, somebody popped a full one in the, ch- in the church, like up against a wall. And it made this like chocolate milk mural up against the wall one time. And we're coming back, for, and they, this was like they kept it, and they ran back over to the <laughs> to the church to do their little prank before everybody else got over there. And it was like the church was on lockdown. You know who did this? And <laughs> we went through this whole I don't know interrogation of who popped the chocolate milk carton uh, up against the wall. So that was our level of <laughs> pranksters. I started a major food fight in the lunchroom in my freshman year in high school. Oh yeah. <laughs> like one of the ones you'd see on a TV show or a movie where people are standing up, throwing stuff oh, at each yes. other all over nice. the place. And of course I got in some major trouble for that. And my dad's big complaint was not that I'd necessarily gotten in trouble, but wasting food by starting a food fight. He's like, I've told you, you know, that, and he said, how'd it start? And I said, I threw some broccoli. He said, broccoli. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's not yeah. real food. You know? Yeah, that's that's what our food eats. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, so you went through all the way, high, graduated high school from private school. Yep, yep. So, boy, your high school experience was certainly probably different than most people's then. But that's pretty cool, though. We've got, yeah. We didn't really have that option around here. If we would have, I likely would have went to that. I'm sure that's where my mother would have preferred me to go to school, but we just didn't have that option at the time mm-hmm. to have, I mean, without driving, gosh, 30 miles one way, twice well, a day. It was, it was different too, because we had this whole curriculum that was, it was supposedly college prep, but we didn't have the luxury of having a huge staff of teachers. So when I got to, I think it was junior year, and they offered Spanish, 
It was on VHS tape. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so we would we would go in and pop in uh, this week's cassette uh, with Mrs. McLam, who was our Spanish teacher. And we had to basically learn from a VHS tape. Well, there's and, no, I learned the best lessons in my life from watching old VHS tapes. <laughs> so, I mean, it was nice that you didn't have like a lecture every day from a, a specific teacher. You're essentially watching TV, but uh, I don't remember a, a tenth of what I probably was taught me in that Spanish class nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way this whole world is now, that's why we decided to homeschool the kids. And sounds like your parents were ahead of the curve in that respect. Did you and watch, I, I was going to say, did your school uh, ever have like little, uh, they show movies and, and TV shows? Like we watched the Voyage of the Mimi. Oh, yes. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, PBS. And then we watched, um, oh, what was that freaking weird show? Read all about it. That was a PBS show. Um, I think it was produced in Canada. And it was these uh, couple kids that were at this old newspaper building and they found these like robotic, it was like a robotic typewriter and something. And it came from a different like planet. Oh, it was the weirdest show ever. I remember watching that and the, the, the main villain in there just freaked me out. I can't remember his name, but that in the voyage of the Mimi, we watched that in class and we would get uh, little movies here and there once in a while to watch. But I think we were, I don't know. It seemed like we were lucky to, I was like, Oh yeah, we're watching TV today. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we had that too. It seemed like the television rolled into the classroom a lot. They would, of course, everybody remembers those rolling TV stands that had the television strapped to yep. it and stuff, but we would watch, um, Anytime there was a space shuttle launch back when I was in elementary school, they'd oh, roll yeah. that in and mm-hmm. we'd watch it. We would watch Reading Rainbow every week. We'd watch an episode of Reading Rainbow. They'd roll that in. I remember in seventh grade, we watched The Voyage of the Mimi. And back then, we only had two teachers as far as you change classes halfway through the day. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So the second half of the day, you had math, geography, history. Blah, blah. So I'm guessing this was a geography tie-in. But I really liked The Voyage of the Mimi. We had watched that every day until it was done. But better than that, have you seen Voyage of the Mimi 2? No. We watched it, and it was, you can find it on YouTube. It's worth checking out just for nostalgia purposes. It was better than the first one because it had a Mayan temple theme to it where they went to the jungles of Maya or Mexico or wherever those things are. See, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. Uh, but uh yeah so we watched a lot of television but beyond the television it was hard to beat a day when you'd walk into class i'm talking third grade fourth grade second grade come back from lunch and you've been at lunch and you come back and all of a sudden the film projector is there and you'd watch a film strip Mm-hmm. remember film strips oh yes you yeah. always was raising your hand and shaking it for all it was worth to get to be the one to set at the film strip and turn Absolutely. it with and stuff yeah <laughs> oh film strips are wonderful and you knew coming up on different times of year like thanksgiving it's like oh we're gonna watch we're gonna watch that film strip about the indians yep. and you know as far as the tvs well they're gonna roll in the thing and we're gonna watch the pb special on wigwams and teepees and stuff because that's what we teach kids around here at thanksgiving <laughs> right yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, we did. We did the the film strips. Uh, I remember having like the overhead projectors for certain classes, and oh the teacher God. writing with the dry erase markers on those. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, old old technology. A lot of it's still nice, though. You know, like I'd like to have a film strip projector now. Not that I'd use it, but that was a heavy piece of steel. That thing was well made. It was. It definitely was. And I, I, was, I volunteered in the library in elementary school before school. So I've always been busy. It's nothing new. But uh, <laughs> I used to have to put the film strips back every day. And I would just marvel at how many film strips we had. And I'd be reading them. and like, man, I wish we'd watch this in class sometime. Man, when can we watch this? And, <laughs> you know, We, uh, we had, uh, I think, three or four teachers when we were in high school. And would rotate, you know, classes. In in elementary school, it was the same teacher every day. So yeah, we didn't have that luxury until we got to high school of switching, you know, teachers, switching rooms and stuff. And so yeah, everything that was in the the you know every subject and art projects and we well here's a story for you. Back in this was probably like fourth grade. So we're painting something and they're making us like mix paint in like the little styrofoam cups with straws. So we're mixing up the paint to what I can't remember what exactly the project was, but somebody got the bright idea. Well, how much can I suck the paint in the straw up to the top without it getting in the whole way? <laughs> so, so we're all like, you know, trying to get as much as we can up to the top of the straw without getting paint in our mouth. And I remember one girl, she had purple because her mouth, she just went and there was, she had purple teeth and oh my gosh, oh. it was so funny. Uh, I felt bad for her because, you know, obviously this was one of our stupid ideas and <laughs> influenced the other people to chime in, but she just run into the bathroom with the purple all over her mouth. <laughs> well, oh my I, gosh, I could tell stories about shop class, but those are not necessarily my stories to tell. Those would be, maybe we'll have to get Tiny on as a guest at some point to tell those stories. But I will tell one real quick one before we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a banquet at, you know what Bonanza is, right? Yes. Little Steakhouse. Okay. Yep. So we had a banquet at Bonanza for part of the shop class thing. And the stories Tiny could tell about aggravating the teacher there <laughs> is just, they're legendary. But he was hosting this banquet at Bonanza. And myself and Tiny's brother and some other folks went over. You know, they got the soft serve ice cream machines. Right. Well, you pull on the front, the handle, and it dispenses. Well, we thought, how funny would it be if we took the wing nuts off this front panel of this thing for the next person to come along? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, who's the next person? <laughs> well, I, it was just some other customer in, in there. But I didn't realize that soft serve. It's kind of pressurized. That's how it works when you pull the lever. It kind of forces it through. So we take the wing nuts out of this thing. It's a big plastic panel in front of this metal machine. If you look at one, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Well, this next person comes up and pulls the handle down, and the whole face of that comes off. And it starts spraying soft surf <laughs> across Bonanza. And you know they got carpet floors. <laughs> <laughs> There's people that work at Bonanza there with the trays trying to hold it up like a shield and catch all the soft serve they can. 
Wow. Yeah. Oh, I have to try That's that next time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe we can do that for Patreon exclusive. We'll get Tiny on for about thirty minutes one day and that let him tell fun. the rest of these legendary stories involving this teacher and the torture and absolute hell they put that man through. So uh, before we go, then I got a I got a banquet story. I'll back up against that. Um, so every year we had our sports banquet, and I was uh, we had uh, basketball, track, soccer, a couple years, even flag football. We never had enough people. <laughs> we didn't have enough people for a full football team, you know. But um, so. Uh, one year, uh, I can't remember, it was probably like maybe 1990, so like maybe my freshman year in high school, we had our sports banquet, and mom and I went over to J.C. Penney, and she helped me pick out a, a little ensemble for the for the banquet. It was a uh, a nice kind of almost Hawaiian pattern shirt. <laughs> I like the way you White. said she picked out something nice. Yeah, something nice. It was, it was like a Hawaiian pattern shirt. White jeans not oh, not like white yes. pants white jeans oh yes and a real skinny white leather tie that oh. was it was like a it had a zipper so you zippered it yes. opened and came back around so this is me with my white jeans my little skinny white leather tie and this like floral almost hawaiian pattern it was like black and purple and pink i mean i was it, i was styling man man it so sounds i get like- up so I, I can't remember what the award was I had that year, but our uh, gym teacher calls me up and he even says to me, oh man, we've got Don Johnson here tonight. And, <laughs> you know, so I'm feeling, oh yeah, I'm feeling great, man. I get my little award and I sit down and the girl, I don't know if, I don't know if we were dating at the time or not, but I was sitting next to this girl and, it, you know, banquets, what do you have at banquets all the time? You have punch. Mm-hmm. It's it's usually oh, no. red in color. Oh no! So yeah, so we I cut back, had my little trophy there, and she knocked over <laughs> a glass of punch on my white jeans. Oh and no! Luckily, I only lived uh, maybe a, a mile, if that, away from the school, and I remember. I, I guess mom would have drove me back or dad or whoever was with me at the banquet because I, I remember going back doing a quick change and, and coming back to the to the banquet because it was early on it wasn't like uh like towards the end or anything so i, I made a quick change and came back but yeah that was uh <laughs> that was an accident uh not intended do you happen to still have set a up. I still have a picture of you in that get up I might. I might. Oh, somewhere. man. Because I know have... your mom's probably like my mom. You had events like this. You got dressed up for You had to pose in the kitchen and stuff before you left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I had yeah. no sense of style or anything like that. No, I, man. That, I, you were ahead of your time. That does sound awesome. Mom, yeah. See, she was always on top of whatever whatever it was I liked, whatever was hot in the JCPenney, you know, the day I would have on the, the mannequins. <laughs> She's like, yeah, we'll take that. And I think you'd look good in that. And well, that's how that mom, whole ensemble came out. My mom was the opposite. <laughs> it's like everybody's <laughs> wearing Bugle Boys. I'm wearing Rustlers. <laughs> for Huskies back then, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, for special events. Yeah, she she made sure I was styling. But I'm going to have to see if I can dig up a picture. So. Yeah, that would be really nice on Patreon. <laughs> 
shoot, man. I'll just put that up on Twitter and let people go to town on it. Oh, okay. I'm, oh. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. So, all right, man, this is fun. School memories, school stories. I'm sure we've got plenty more to talk about. Maybe we'll have to circle back to this at some point. Yeah, because we never even got to all the cool school supplies and stuff we had back then. No, no, so we did not. that's a future topic. All right. Mental note taken, as I say. Mm-hmm.